Venture X card from Capital One gives you premium travel benefits, perfect for seeing Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, presented by Capital One. Ooh, I do love her. Earn five times miles on flights and 10 times miles on hotels through Capital One Travel. Enjoy your stay in Suite 13. Whoa, 13? That's Taylor's lucky number. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Leftovers? Or... The DMV? Number 97. Or... House cleaning? Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Cleveland, and welcome back to another edition of the Dogland Podcast. I am your host, Jackson McCurry. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Anthony Jokey. What's going on, man? Not a whole lot, Jack. And you know what? The NFL returns tonight. How exciting is that? Yes, it does. We are recording this on a Tuesday, but this is Thursday when everybody will be listening to it. So when you're listening to it, whether it's Thursday morning, whether it's Thursday evening, the NFL does return tonight. The Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will open the season. Tampa Bay obviously will unveil their Super Bowl banner in front of a packed house at Raymond James Stadium, which I think is the best thing because, like Anthony, like we've seen it over the last weekend with college football returning, having fans back in the stands despite you know the threat of COVID still lingering across the nation and the world, to see fans in the stands packing a football stadium, it, it's such a beautiful sight, regardless of what's going on in this crazy world. Yeah, you know, whether it's uh, at Virginia Tech for Andrew Sandman or Jump Around in Wisconsin or the Wave at Iowa, um, you know, Florida State was a great atmosphere on Sunday night against Notre Dame. Um, You know, just the the spirit of football is back and to have these full stadiums, hopefully they're around to stay. Uh, You know, things can continue to get better and, you know, we don't, kind of reverse uh, what we've built up to get back to, um, you know, with COVID and everything. So I, I just, uh, the spirit of football is live. And I know that, you know, that first Browns home game uh, against Houston is going to be absolutely bonkers with a full place. Uh, I'm ready for it. And I know all the Browns fans are ready for that. And it's just great to have uh, the spirit of football back. Yeah, without question. So, On today's episode, we are going to preview the AFC. Uh, If you missed it, on Wednesday, we dropped our NFC preview. We talked about the contenders, and then we ranked our contenders and essentially who is going to represent the conference in in the Super Bowl in February. Um, We are not going to talk about the Browns on this episode because our next episode, which drops on Friday, is our 250th episode. We preview the Browns as a whole. And we talk about them uh, there. We will mention them at the end when we rank the AFC contenders. But we are focusing on the other teams in the AFC on this episode, who we think is the favorite. We talk about the other contenders, the dark horses, etc. So, Anthony, when we talk about the AFC, much like the NFC, when we talked about the kings of that conference, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we would be remiss if we didn't start off this episode talking about the kings of the AFC the two-time defending AFC champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Now the Chiefs obviously got throttled in the Super Bowl by Tampa Bay. Their offensive line got exposed heavily. You know, obviously there was big injuries at that point with Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz both uh, being out of that game, and it got exposed because Tampa's defense ran rampant on Patrick Mahomes, and he Mahomes looked so uncomfortable, could not get do what he has done since he took over as a starter a few years ago. So what did Kansas City go out and do this offseason? They focused heavily on the offensive line. They traded for Orlando Brown from the Baltimore Ravens. They signed Joe Thune away from the New England Patriots. And then they spent draft capital to up, to try to rebuild this offensive line. They drafted Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith with two of their first several draft picks. And then they have Lucas Niang, who I think was drafted last year at a TCU. But I don't think he played at all last year. So you essentially had three rookies starting on this offensive line. They start out right the gate against the Cleveland Browns, going up against a Miles Garrett, Jadevian Clowney, Malik McDowell, Malik Jackson. This offensive line is going to be the question mark of this team going into 2021. If they can put things together, I don't see why the Kansas City Chiefs are not the AFC favorite or maybe even the favorite to some in the NFL to win the Super Bowl. But I think all eyes are going to be on this offensive line, and will they be able to give Patrick Mahomes time to be Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, and, and you know sometimes Pat, Patrick Mahomes doesn't need time. He he makes time on his own with some of the things that he does. But you're right. You know they went out, they rebuilt this offensive line after they got thoroughly stopped uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, that front four for Tampa Bay was just incredible with the things that they were able to do uh, against Kansas City. Um, and you you could tell that you know going into the offseason that Kansas City had a lot of questions at at the offensive line spot and they did their best to answer them. And we'll see if, if that's truly the case, um, you know, obviously go in week one, they have a, a very tough test right away, you know, when, when they play the Browns and I'm, I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point too, but um, you know, they, they certainly uh, will have a lot to prove. And if they could, um, you know, give Pat Mahomes some time to get the likes of Tyreek Hill, Nicole Harmon, uh, time to get free. Travis Kelsey, who just terrorizes defenses. Uh, maybe you know this team can can go back to the Super Bowl for a third straight year. I can't remember the last time that's happened, Jack. Um, so you know, it's certainly uh, a lot of talent on Kansas City. Um, and but you're right when it's the about the offensive line. It, it's can can this come together uh, to give them time to protect Pat Mahomes to allow them to run the football when they need to? We'll see, and and, and that's the the biggest question for them this year. I, I assumed you were putting me on the spot when you said who is the last team to make it to three straight Super Bowls. It was the it was the Kings of the AFC before them. The Patriots went to Super Bowl fifty one, fifty two, fifty three. So okay, I, I I figured you you cover me and be able to answer the question you know you know i got you brother uh yeah but i mean yeah the chiefs obviously the talent speaks for themselves patrick mahomes best quarterback in football tyreek hill and this is a this is another question to me when he wasn't playing in the preseason now i know it's preseason their offense their their offense did not look that great clyde edwards i think it was the arizona game clyde edwards hilaire sprains his ankle and then Tyreek Hill was out, and they just looked so bland, even with Mahomes out there, because Kelsey wasn't playing. And you have me, Cole Hardman, who there's questions about him. They let Sammy Watkins go, so now he's the number two receiver. And you got Demarcus Robinson, Byron Pringle. I mean, there's question marks there on that offense if, say, Tyreek goes down, or even 
Clyde Edwards Hilaire. They have Daryl Williams, and they signed Jarek McKinnon, who could be a, a steal later in the season if they need to use him because he's been a formidable back when he's been healthy. But, you know, if one of these big playmakers goes down, Kelsey or Tyreek Hill, the offense, I mean, there's going to be, like, who's going to be the guy that steps up? I, I don't know because Nicole Hardman hasn't really had to be that guy yet, but now he's kind of in a situation where he needs to step up and be the guy. True, but you do have Pat Mahomes. You know, he's like he's one of those talents like Peyton Manning, like like a Tom Brady. You can make average receivers look great. And uh, I, I think that uh, when push comes to shove, I, I think that system and, and the talent that Pat Mahomes has, um, you know, he'll be able to put those receivers in the best spot uh, and deliver the football. They just have to catch it. Yeah, without question. Mahomes does some incredible things and. If he can make the talent around him better, which, I mean, he has shown at times he can. Demarcus Robinson comes to mind because he's made some big plays. Um, I mean, that that's scary, especially if a Tyreek does go down or if a Kelsey does go down. If one of these guys can step up and do what Brady did for so many weapons in, in New England and vice versa what the weapons did for Brady, I mean, Kansas City is going to be a scary threat for a long time as long as number 15 is back there as the quarterback. You go to Buffalo. Because I feel like Buffalo and Cleveland are right there, 1A, 1B, as the biggest threats to Kansas City in the AFC. Buffalo is, I think, a year ahead of where where Cleveland is in terms of where they were just four or five years ago, where they were both at the bottom of the AFC. Uh, they've obviously had the continuity with the front office and the head coach. And then Josh Allen last year finally emerged as this quarterback that a lot of people were talking about he could be when he came out in 2018. The first couple years were a struggle. The last year, he finally steps up, has an incredible season, and now this offense really started to take off. Obviously, adding Stefan Diggs was a huge get for them. And, you know, they added Emmanuel Sanders this past offseason. Uh, they got some talented backs. Their defense is obviously one of the most underrated defenses, I think, in the league. They're right there with Cleveland, Anthony, as I think a team that could definitely knock off the Chiefs. They were obviously in the AFC Championship last year. It will not shock me. And even ESPN ran a season simulator, and it was only one. And that one, Buffalo, was hoisting the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the year. And that would not shock me if that were to be the case uh, in 2021. Yeah, you know, I, I think um, you know Josh Allen is certainly in talks, uh, in a conversation to be an MVP candidate this year. Uh, he got he paid like one. <laughs> he sure he sure did. Um, I I think that uh, you know he's certainly going to uh, prove that he's worth that money this year uh, in, in Buffalo. They've done a great job with surrounding him. Sean McDermott, Brian Dable have put him in a very good position uh, to, to, in teaching him and and having him grow as a quarterback. Um, you know he's done obviously a whole lot uh, through through the first few years of his of his NFL career. Uh, they've invested a lot in their defense over the last couple off seasons, especially on, on the defensive line. Um, they drafted Gregory Russo in the first round this year. Uh, Carlos Basham Jr. in the second round uh, at uh, the end spot. They drafted AJ Epinenza in the second round last year. You know. You know my motto, Jack. You can never have enough pass rushers, and I, I think that all those guys together are going to push, you know, Mario Addison, Jerry Hughes, uh, Ed Oliver. This is a big year yeah. for Ed Oliver for sure. Ed, yeah, 
you're going to push those guys. And I think that defensive line is going to be very good uh, and, and can give a lot of teams a lot of trouble. So uh, I, I think that uh, the, 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 uh, the the Bills are really going to be a, a, obviously a candidate to, to win the Super Bowl. They're, they're right up there. And I think that defensive line might be uh, one of the top two or three reasons why. Without question, if they can create enough pressure, it's going to make guys like Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano's job easier on the second level. And then the deep, the secondary, which I think is one of the most underrated in the league with Tredavious White, Levi Wallace, Jordan Poyer, and Micah Hyde, it only makes their jobs easier because you, know, you create pressure up front. It's going to force bad throws from the opposing quarterbacks, and then you know the secondary can really – take full advantage of it for sure. I think you're going to see that in Cleveland as well with the additions of uh, Jadevian Clowney, Malik McDowell, Tack McKinley, and Malik Jackson to help Miles Garrett for sure. If they create more pressure, it's only going to benefit the secondary with Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom, John Johnson III, Ronnie Harrison, Grant Dulpit. I mean, you create pressure up front. It makes things so much easier. And at times, I think in Buffalo and Cleveland – and even Kansas City, you know, Kansas City creates pressure. Their secondary doesn't have enough talent, not enough names outside of Tyron Matthew. But they are able to make plays because the defensive pressure, the defensive line creating pressure up front makes everybody's job on the back end of the defense so much easier. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this this team certainly uh, has the capability to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Um and, and, you know, on, on the offensive side, Josh Allen is going to do some incredible things. And I, I know our buddy Kevin, Jack, is very excited uh, for the season. I'm sure at some point we'll get him on the podcast uh, again this year. And, you know, who knows? We could have a Browns and Bills ASC championship game, and I think that would be a lot of fun. I was hoping for it last year, and uh, his birthday was a couple of weeks ago, and I DM'd him. I said, hopefully this is finally the year. And like one of my best friends that I, I video game with, Matt, he lives in upper in upper New York. We always joke like Browns and Bills is finally going to happen. And like this year it might legitimately happen. And in the ESPN season simulation, it was Browns, Bills in the AFC championship. So like if it finally happens and we will get Kevin on at some point, maybe during our bye week or something. Um, I know that it's going to be exciting because these are two passionate fan bases, probably two, the two most passionate fan bases in, in the NFL. Um, if Brown's bills, AFC championship happens, that would be something incredible for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's certainly a team that we respect quite a bit based on what happened uh, when, when the Browns were moved, they were one of the two that said, no, uh, it was them in Pittsburgh. So, you know, I've always had a, a little soft spot for Buffalo with question. And they know our heartache just as bad. I mean, they, they went through some incredible heartache in the early 90s, uh, you know, pretty much on the level of what the Browns went through in the late 80s, only worse because it was in the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I definitely have a soft spot for the Buffalo Bills as well. And, you know, if, if they beat us in the AFC Championship game, and they, I, I would totally root for them in the Super Bowl. It, we, it wouldn't even be a debate because no, uh, they've been through the heartache we went through and, you know, they're due for a championship as well. Uh, you know, we said we won't mention Cleveland, so we will mention probably the biggest threat to Cleveland in the North and one of the threats in the AFC, and that's the Baltimore Ravens because they always are and probably always will be just because they're a damn good run organization from top to bottom. Uh, you know, this is a big year for Lamar Jackson. Obviously, you know, he hasn't got his contract extension yet, much like Baker Mayfield. 
Uh, Josh Allen's the only one out of the class of 18 to get the contract, the big contract extension. Um, you know, Lamar, and this is, this is going to be interesting, Anthony, because the one thing that's been the constant with Baltimore the last couple of years has been the running game. Uh, Mark Ingram's gone. He went to Houston in free agency after the Baltimore cut him. Um, you know, Gus Edwards is the lead back now because J.K. Dobbins gets hurt in the final preseason game. Uh, their third running back, Justice Hill, tears his Achilles recently in practice. Uh, so now they're going with Tyson Williams, who is a young back that doesn't have a lot of NFL experience. Um, you know, this might be a situation, Anthony, this year where Lamar is going to be forced to throw more. Now, you know, there's the whole narrative Lamar Jackson can't throw. You know, Lamar Jackson can throw. That's not his strongest attribute to his game. His mobility, his running, his speed, that's the biggest uh, ability that he has to his game. He can throw the football. It might always look perfect. There, There's a suspicious reason why Baltimore is, uh, you know, banning the media from taking video after the wobbly throw to Sammy Watkins earlier this offseason. But this is going to be a big year for Lamar if he wants to get paid, if he wants to be one of the, if not the highest paid quarterbacks in the game, he's really going to have to start utilizing his arm more than his legs, especially now with the situation at running back um, on offense. Yeah. They have some guys that uh, are going to have to step up at that, at that running back position. Obviously, you know, Gus Edwards, uh, we'll see who they sign. Uh, You know, there's the talks of, um, you know, they're bringing in a couple guys and, and potentially signing them uh, to, to help them out in that running back room. But, you know, they they have a, a still a powerful offense. You know, they brought in Sammy Watkins. Uh, they drafted Rashad Bateman. He's on IR right now, but he should be back for the, at some point this season. Uh, Marquise Brown uh, has, has certainly shown flashes. Um, so they're they're. They're certainly set speed-wise. Uh, losing J.K. is really going to hurt them uh, in, in the running game. But uh, I, I think this offense, Jack, can still be very high-powered. It's just going to fall on Lamar Jackson to be able to, to make the throws. He's certainly capable of it. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. He's certainly capable of it. It's just a matter of can he do it consistently enough uh, to propel the Ravens um, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think the one thing that has hurt him is he hasn't had that solid number one option because Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, as talented as he is, he's not a number one receiver in this league. I don't think so. A lot of people agree with me on that uh, sentiment. They did go out and get Sammy Watkins, who has been productive in Buffalo and Kansas City. I loved Rashad Bateman coming out of Minnesota. Was so pissed on draft night that Baltimore got him. Um, And then... You know, who else? They added somebody else to this wide receiver room, and I'm totally drawing a blank. Um, well, they re-signed Mark Andrews. Maybe maybe they didn't add somebody else at wide receiver. I'm just, you know, emphasizing more. Oh, Tylen Wallace. He's out of Oklahoma State. This is a late-round pick. He's shown flashes. There's another solid receiver. They're adding p- uh, people to the wide receiver room that I think can help and that can take the load off Lamar Jackson. And he doesn't have the burden now to not be able to throw to the wide receiver position because that's been the one constant thing is that there hasn't been enough talent at the wide receiver position for Baltimore. Now I think there is with Watkins, with Wallace, with Bateman. And I think Marquise Hollywood-Brown can now slide into a role where he can be most comfortable and most effective. So I think it could help 
Lamar Jackson and ease some burden now to where he can trust his wide receivers to make big plays and not only big plays, but you know, the 10 to 15 yard plays, the chunk plays instead of going just for the explosive deep plays uh, in terms of passing. And not only that, but they have a very solid tight end too. And Mark Andrews. So who they just locked up. So that, I mean, that was a key signing for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they get back Ronnie Stanley. They did trade away Orlando Brown, but they stole Alejandro Villanueva away from uh, Pittsburgh in free agency. They acquired Kevin Zeitler in free agency as well. So their offensive line is solid as ever. And then, obviously, Anthony, we got to talk about the defense because the defense has been, you know, the mainstay of Baltimore since, you know, they moved there back in 96. You know, they add Calais Campbell. Uh, they drafted uh, Jason Owa, who is now going by Od- Odafe. I want to say that's the right uh, pronunciation of that name. They also added Justin Houston. I mean, they're bringing back Brandon Williams, Derek Wolf, Malik Harrison, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey. Like this defense, once again, is going to be tough. And especially in the AFC North, where you have the Browns, the Steelers, and the Bengals, this defense, I think, will ultimately be the reason why. They get they get through the north, but the north got a lot tougher with you know the Browns you know being right there with them in terms of contention not only in the division but in terms of going for the Super Bowl. Yeah, the you're right. The Baltimore uh, the staple of the Ravens has always been a defense, and you know that's no different. Uh, Clayus Campbell is going to make a huge impact on that defensive line for them. Um, yeah, I mean this defense is so solid. I I you know it, it's. You know, in today's NFL, you know, defense doesn't always win championships, but like this Baltimore defense can certainly be one uh, that that can do that for a team, kind of like how Tampa Bay's did last year in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think that this this Ravens defense is very solid and and has that kind of potential uh, to do something similar. Without question. Um, you know, since we are we have mentioned the Browns, mentioned the Ravens, let's focus a few minutes on Pittsburgh. Because everybody's essentially writing them off. This could be Ben Roethlisberger's last season. Um, they are really, like, the media is starting to hone in on them because of the, the T.J. Watt situation. T.J. Watt's been in camp the whole time, does his individual drills, doesn't do team drills. He's pretty much in a hold-in. And now it sounds like negotiations on that extension, which is soon to be done, are, could be falling apart. And, you know, you look at the Steelers team, Anthony, their defense is still solid. Their defense is going to be great this year. Their offense, you look at their offensive line, they did not do anything to improve it this year. They did draft a couple guys, but in the middle rounds, they spent a first-round pick on a running back, which Najee Harris is talented, but I don't think you can justify that anyway. And their wide receiver room right now just has a bunch of divas with Juju and Claypool still butthurt over the Browns whooping their ass in the wildcard game. Where do you see this Pittsburgh Steeler team going in 2021, and do you still think they are a contender? See, this is like the one of the um, it's the biggest question, right? Like this this is going to go one of two ways this year for Pittsburgh. I think they're either going to be at the top of, of the AFC North, you know, fighting uh, for you know a, a playoff spot, and you know maybe even 
uh, going to the AFC Championship game, or it's going to completely bottom out and be a complete disaster, and they're going to be picking top five uh, in a draft next season. It's going to go one of those two ways, I think. And and this team certainly has a lot of question marks, especially with that offensive line, especially with Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, you know, can he come back and be the uh, Roethlisberger that he used to be? Um, you know, this defense lost a couple pieces, but they're they're still very good. Um, you know, they, they brought in a, a few different players. Can they settle the thing with TJ Watt? I, I'm curious to see if they, they do that or not. Uh, I, I can't see a scenario where they don't, but you know, Pittsburgh is very stubborn, uh, and, and these kinds of things. So I, I can see a situation where maybe it doesn't work out, uh, with them. Um, but to me, Jack, this is going to go one of two ways. Like I said, it's either going to be they're going to make the playoffs or they're going to be picking top fives. I don't think there's really anything in between. And it's going to be one of the more interesting and dynamic storylines uh, to watch all season long with this team. Without question. I, I'm fascinated to see how this all transpires because, like, their offensive line on paper looks like one of, if not the worst in the league. And you have a 39-year-old quarterback who's not mobile anymore and you spent a first-round pick on a running back um, who looked good in the preseason just behind that offensive line, but we'll see once they go up against uh, the top teams in the conference, and lo and behold, week one, they play Buffalo. So it's definitely going to be something to watch for sure. Uh, Anthony, we, talk, we talked about the dark horses of the NFC on our last episode. Let's, let's talk about the dark horses in the AFC. I mean, who are some of the ones that you think could you know make some noise if they got into the playoffs and maybe even make a, a – Cinderella Super Bowl run. You know, this this AFC to me, Jack, is is so deep because not only do you have, you know, Kansas City, Buffalo, Baltimore, Cleveland at the top, but you have Tennessee, you have Miami. The Patriots have went through a ton of changes uh in the offseason. Um you know, the Chargers can Justin Herbert uh take that next step. There's certainly talent there. They have a good defense. Um uh, the Colts, I, that's a very big question mark, uh, but they, they certainly could be in, in that hunt. Uh, like I, we talked about with Pittsburgh, it's either going to be a playoff spot or top five pick. It's going to be one of those two. So, you know, <laughs> this this AFC, I, I think, is kind of wide open because those teams outside of the top four are very good. Tennessee, Miami, uh, New England, and uh, L.A., um, so I, I can certainly see Jack where one of one of these very good teams is going to get left out. Maybe a couple of them get left out of, of the playoffs, and um, any one of those uh, I think can, can certainly make a run at the end. I'm going to give you another team in the AFC, the Denver Broncos. You know they were a team all offseason talked about as the likely landing spot for Aaron Rodgers should the Packers trade them or trade him. Uh, they. You know, they go into camp with a competition of Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. And I was of the opinion, like, you got to see what you got with Drew Locke. But Teddy Bridgewater wins the competition. And you look at this team, you you start off with the defense. They drafted Pat Sertan in the first round, top 10 pick, already in a secondary that includes Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller, who they I think they both were ads in free agency. Uh, you have Justin Simmons, one of the best safeties in football. Von Miller comes back after uh, uh, missing all of last year with an injury. They have Bradley Chubb, who also missed all of last year with an injury. And then you go to the offensive side of the ball. 
Their wide receiver room has so much potential with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and KJ Hamler. And um, their tight ends with Noah Font and uh, Big O out of Missouri, who's I think a second or third year player. Their offensive line is solid. Um, they added Quinn, Quinn Myers out of Wisconsin Whitewater in like the second or third round, which I thought was an underrated pick. Um, and then Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. Javante Williams, he's been drafted high in fantasy football. Interesting to see how they uh, share the load between him and Melvin Gordon. But if the defense comes back to form, if, especially Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, and if Teddy Bridgewater can be an average quarterback, they can sneak in as a wild card team, like 9-8, and 10-7 and seven potentially. They're obviously in a tough division with the Chiefs and the Chargers, but it would not shock me if Denver sneaks into the playoffs. And this defense, if it lives up to the potential hype that they have, they could be a team that makes a run. So maybe they pull off an upset win in the playoffs, and then who knows what happens. I think once you get to the playoffs, all bets are off and anything can happen. Yeah, you know, that defense can get healthy. You know, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, you know, those are very two dynamic pass rushers. And you mentioned all that talent in the secondary that they have. Um, you know, if they could put it all together, they I think you're right. They, they could certainly make it a, a lot of noise, too. And, you know, it, it's like that with that uh, that second group of people uh, that we mentioned uh, yeah. in the AFC. So, um, you know, if these teams can put it together, you know, you have young quarterbacks in some of these situations, Miami and L.A., um, you know, Ryan Tannehill's done a great job in, in Tennessee for a long time. Um, you know, New England, Mac Jones is, is your starter, a rookie for I'm, Bill Belichick. I'm, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm so fascinated to see how this plays out because if, oh, the, report, yeah. if the reports are true that Mac Jones was teaching Cam Newton's uh, stuff in the, of the offense, uh, it just a, makes me wonder, like, did Cam Newton just not understand what McDaniels wanted to do offensively and B, if Mac Jones was picking up the offense quicker than Cam Newton, and we we've seen the talent that he had in Alabama, obviously with all those superstar receivers, what's he going to do in New England? I mean, there's talent on that offensive side of the football. The defense is back to full strength outside of Stephon Gilmore, which we'll see if he comes back and what he can do uh, off the quad injury. New England, do you have the greatest coach of all time? You have one of the best offensive play callers in Josh McDaniels. Could the rookie quarterback you know, do the unthinkable and get this team back to the playoffs. And then you never count out the Patriots, regardless of Tom Brady's there or not. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's it's like the Steelers, Jack, this is going to be very fascinating to watch all year. Um, you know, they spent a lot of money in free agency. I can't remember the exact dollar amount, but I think it was like somewhere like a quarter of a billion dollars that they it, spent. It was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous amount. So, you know, they, they certainly threw a lot of money out there to, to try and fix this team. They have um, some key pieces coming back who opted out of last year as well. So, um, you know, this Patriots team, I, I think, I don't know if you could always call them a dark horse. I think last year just was uh, uh, an aberration uh, of them missing the playoffs. They missed the playoffs, right? Yeah. Yeah. And missing the playoffs and, and, and you know, drafting the rookie quarterback. So, I, I certainly think that this um, this Patriots team is certainly going to be in the fight because that's just that's just who they are. So as we wrap things up, much like we 
ranked the NFC contenders. Go ahead and rank your AFC contenders. Now, keep in mind, Anthony, we said whoever we rank number one is the team that we think is going to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. This is so hard, so hard, because you have to take, like, your homerism hat off. Yeah, I understand. But, fuck it, I'm going to do it anyway. Cleveland, Kansas City, Buffalo, Tennessee, Baltimore. Uh, I love it. I love it. Um, I'm going to go, and I'm going with my head and not my heart on this one. Buffalo, Cleveland, Kansas City, Baltimore, Tennessee. That's my top five among the AFC contenders. Yeah, and I, I could make that list like 10 teams long because I think that's how deep this AFC uh, uh, is. Oh, I think we could too because we mentioned what we mentioned. Miami, New England, um, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. Um, the Chargers. The Chargers. The Broncos. Uh, the Broncos. Yeah, that's, 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 that's 11 12, teams. Right there. That's or 11 total. or 12. Yeah. I mean, like, honestly – Outside of the top four, I don't think anybody's a legit Super Bowl contender. But, and I don't, they're not, they don't have the eight. What do they have? Did they expand playoffs? I don't think they did. But, um, I mean, there's from five to 12, there's seven teams that could make the playoffs, could make the playoffs. It's just a matter of how everything shakes out, honestly. Um, I feel like, I kind of feel bad we didn't spend a lot of time on Tennessee because they obviously have a new offensive play caller. They added Julio Jones. I mean, this is a team that was in the playoffs last year. You mentioned Tannehill's had a phenomenal year, but like, like Tennessee could be a dark horse just because we didn't really focus a lot of time on them. So, I mean, they could be the biggest threat outside of Cleveland, Baltimore, Kansas City, and Buffalo. I mean, we both ranked yeah. them in our top five, so we definitely agree on that. Yeah, it's kind of like how you know we didn't talk as much about San Francisco yesterday. Uh, I think that Tennessee is certainly, you know, they they're their defense is good. Uh, you know, they, their offense is interesting with Tannehill and, and Derrick Henry. Um, AJ you know, Brown and Julio Jones. Yeah. There's certainly, there's certainly a, a team um, that, that can be reckoned with. I, I, I think that, uh, you know, when it's all said and done, they're certainly going to, you know, they certainly are going to win their division, I think. Um, and, and they're going to be, you know, at the top of the AFC with everybody else. Oh, without question. If they don't make the playoffs, I would be stunned. I just think the talent is too much there. And uh, while they, they're not on the same level, I don't think, as you know the big four in the AFC, they're definitely there. And like they proved a couple years ago when they got to the AFC championship game against, I think it was New England or Kansas City, like crazy things can happen when you get to the playoffs. And they caught fire at the right time. You know, they go in and beat. New England, and then they beat Baltimore, and it was just like, wow. Like, they were in the AFC Championship game, and they were leading for a little bit. And then Kansas City obviously caught fire and never looked back, but you definitely can't rule out the Titans as we head into 2021. Um, as we wrap things up, you know, like we said, mentioned at the top of the show, go back and listen to the NFC episode if you haven't, and then stay tuned Friday, our 250th episode of the podcast, which it's still crazy to me. I know it's crazy to you, Anthony, uh, that these – Four and a half years have gone by so fast, but uh, we enjoyed recording that episode with our special guests, and we hope you all enjoy it as well. We hope you enjoyed this episode as well as the NFC preview episode. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at JackMcCurry08. You can follow Anthony on Twitter at AnthonyJokey, J-O-K-I. 
follow the Dogland on Twitter at the Dogland and find us on Facebook if you found our podcast through Facebook or uh, just type in the Dogland and then wherever you listen to the podcast we appreciate it if you listen on Apple Podcasts leave us a five star review leave any leave us any kind of review we really appreciate it uh, we will be back Sunday. We will be back on Friday, obviously, with our 250th episode. We will also be back Sunday night to recap Browns Chiefs, the opener um, of the 2021 season. Uh, So until next time, go Browns. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.